Hey, Olivia. Hey, Ashley. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club, a podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Yeah. All right. Here we are together. Yes. We are together to chat, unlike over the last time when we were on Skype. Yay. This is, I feel like a little bit more awkward. I know. It's weird talking to you very closely about this book. Hello, stranger. (laughs) First book date. What do you like to do for fun? Nothing. Read. (laughs) I like to read. (laughs) I'm making this interesting podcast. Mm. We should, uh, cheers. Oh, yep. Great. <laughs> All right, let's begin. Let's begin. So, what so, did we read this week? We're reading Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. She's funny. She is really funny. What do you think of the book? What do you like? Okay, so um, to begin with, I think just in general, I really enjoyed her humor. Yes. I think that she obviously, from like Anything I've ever seen her in, like, whether it be Mean Girls or SNL or Parks and Rec or anything, she's really funny. She's genuinely hilarious. She's hilarious, hilarious. yeah. I really enjoy her comedy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it came through. I think that, like, it's very conversational, Mm -hmm. and so you feel like you're having a conversation with her as opposed to, like, reading a more formal book. Right. Which, for me, was both a pro and a con, I guess. So, I really liked that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, It made it a very easy read, which is kind of what I needed in my life at this moment. Yes. Um, I liked that it felt like it was just us having a conversation, and I liked that it gave her space where there was a few times where um, she would maybe say something that seemed like perhaps a little privileged, and she Mm -hmm. would go back and catch herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think would be possible if it wasn't written this way. But what didn't you like about that? Well... I want to go back to what you said, but we can come back to that. But yeah, um, part that I felt like I maybe was more of a con of the conversational tone was just like, there were points at which I think the structure was sort of hard to follow. Like she would start one of her chapters with an antidote, uh, antidote, an anecdote, (laughs) an anecdote with a C. And then she would like skip forward sort of like conversationally, tangentially, which in a conversation makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. she would do a nice job of like coming back and sort of weaving that back in. Right. But at times I was, I just found it, like there, I wasn't into it. There were a few times that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. That by the time it got to the end and she wrapped it all together, I was like, oh, right, this is what brought us here. Okay. I think the first time that I was like, I don't know, was in the How I Fell in Love with Improv one from the very yes. beginning on page three where she was talking about. Like, how she was in... She starts off telling us a story about her being Dorothy. Right. And then she skips ahead and is talking about her high school experience in drama. And she even brings up some stuff about, you know, um, post-high school maybe? I don't remember if it was in this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit. And mm-hmm. then comes back and then goes away and then comes back. You know, so for right. me, it was kind of like, especially in that little chapter, I was like, uh... Yeah. I, I wish it was a little bit more linear. Totally. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. She does do that a lot more than I even realized yeah. where she comes back to it in the end. But, you know, like we said, a few times it worked and a few times it didn't. Yeah, no, in I general, agree. especially in a time where I'm so busy, I really appreciate this kind of yeah. conversational piece. Well, that's actually another good point about, like, the structure. Like, yeah. it is very bite-sized. Right. 
it's like chunked. And I think she addresses that a few times where she's like, I'm writing. She's talking about like how hard it is to write. Right. And she like jokes about, what did she? Oh, this made me laugh. She was like, let's see if I can get, oh, like writers being so romantic about the ritual of writing and right. just like so unrealistic. Like, what did they say? The morning ritual and dressing for writing and the cabin in Big Sur where they go to be alone. And she's right. like, that's not accurate. That is not <laughs> what I'm experiencing. That is not my experience. It's like in between t-ball games and like while my kids are napping. Right. And so like, I think that the style of writing or the structure of writing is probably reflected in that structure. Totally. And it helps to read, I guess. Yeah. I mean, cause it's easy to pick up and it's easy to put down mm-hmm. and pick back up and know where you are. Yes. Um, but I also think that it works because there were a few times that she said, um, she made some points about just like women in the workplace or mm-hmm. working mothers even mm-hmm. that she's talked about in such a way that you didn't necessarily realize that you were being like lectured about it mm-hmm. or being told this interesting fact or yeah. controversial idea. Yeah. Um, because she's very casually writing this book. And it um, is super casual. Yeah. And she goes into some serious stuff. Right. But in a casual way. Right. Which I like. Yeah, and I think that that would make some topics easier for readers to digest that maybe haven't had to deal with those ideas before. Do you or have, like, an example you're thinking I'm of? I'm just thinking of when she talks about um, working mothers, um, and she talks about, like, women's violence against women. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when she mentions, like, women, that, like, famous quote, that phrase about, like, men being afraid that women will say no when they ask them on a date or, like, being rejected and women are afraid of, like, being killed. Oh, yeah. That one was, uh, good. But it's actually in the Every Mother Needs a Wife section. Oh, oh, oh. And it says we torture ourselves and we torture each other and all of it leads to a lot of women-on-women crime. Mm, Here mm -hmm. are some examples. It's, like, stay-at-home mothers being frustrated with people working and working mothers being frustrated by people that are staying at home and, um... I think that to some that's still kind of like a controversial idea, mm. and she talks about it in a way that's very approachable. Okay, yeah, and that you can actually learn something about it. Totally. So for me, I was like, yeah, go, Amy, Amy Poehler, like awesome lists <laughs> here. But like for someone that hasn't had to deal with that, or yeah. like maybe hasn't been open to that idea before. No, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And I feel like also she, I mean, she does a lot of, like, real talk moments, which I think is very cool, mm-hmm. and I appreciate, um, and she, like, also mentions that she, at one point she mentions that she does not do comedy that's, like, mean, just because she's like, I can't pull it off, I can't pull right. off mean comedy, like, I will laugh about a good roast, but I don't think I would be good at doing it, Right. and not to say that I don't like mean comedy because Mm -hmm. that would not be true like I do at times like mean comedy but I also like appreciate the fact that like she tries to be mindful kind of like you said when she like catches herself in a moment of privilege and she's like but let me also give the caveat here and recognize like I remember in particular when she was talking about her childhood she's talking Mm -hmm. about like how idyllic it was and how you know she had to create drama for herself because she was raised in like a happy family with like Loving and supportive family, or Which, loving and supportive parents. During that part, I was like, whoa, 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 for every part that she was talking about. But yeah, continue. But then, but then she does kind of say, and I recognize that not everybody has this, right, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. Um, but yes, like, 
there are definitely points at which I was like, oh, why are we, the way you're talking about Haiti makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, or the, when I mentioned, uh, or when she mentioned, like, living in Chicago. Yeah. In the do whatever you like section, what'd she say? Oh, she said, um, I went to bars and saw Liz Fair, so she's, like, listing all of this things she did as, like, a right. young 20-something in Chicago. I lived in a scary part of Chicago and watched police shoot a dog in our backyard. And I was like, whoa, you are using, like, poverty as your backdrop to this, right. like, scene that you're setting. And that one was the one where I was like, oh, gosh, I feel uncomfortable. And I feel yeah. like, you know, you she unpackages a lot, but there were some parts where she doesn't unpackage it. And I'm like, ah, uh, that is, like, not something to gloss over, maybe, or not to use as, like, a backdrop. Right. I totally agree. Oh, but also speaking about her childhood, like her parents sound so fantastic. Oh my god, her parents seem amazing. I just want to meet them. I want to hang out with them. Like, she was talking about her dad throwing her mom her 30th. And I think this was like Amy reflecting on like, wow, like ages, Mm -hmm. you know, like when I was 30, I felt this way. And now I can remember, or at that point I could remember being Young and my mom's already thirty. Yeah, right. but they she like casually mentions her dad's buns calendar that he yes. made for her mom when she turned forty. Like all their friends being like hitting their underwear. Like here's our buns, and I was like, oh, why don't we have a buns calendar? So when they talked about or when she wrote that part, or while I was reading that part, <laughs> when she wrote it, <laughs> I was there when she wrote it. No, while I was reading that part, I could totally envision that in all of our friends' homes. <laughs> I was, like, imagining different kitchens with that calendar. The buns calendar. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, we need to make a buns calendar. Wow. Christmas everybody. present. Yes. Yeah. I think that'll be a good oh idea. Oh, my God. It'd be so good. Um, like, a little bit of butt crack. Yeah, so good. Probably <laughs> me right now. Um, also, when she, towards the end, discovers that her father was, like, a pot smoker. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's like, my dad is so nice. He loves showing up early to places and sitting in the car. <laughs> always suggest ice, ice cream, cream in the middle of the day. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, that's so funny. I also liked when she, you know, now taking her kids to events and sports games and whatever, mm-hmm. um, that she's remembering back to the times when her dad and, like, his friends used to go out and play softball. Uh-huh. And she's like, wow, they're all, like, young, hot 30-year-olds with kids. Yeah. No, like, that's not how it works anymore. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I have those thoughts, too, sometimes where I'll be like, oh, what were my parents doing, like, at my age? And I'm like, well, when my parents were 26, I was, like, firstborn. Like, yeah. they were raising a baby. Totally. I think about that all the time. My parents were married with a four-year-old. Damn. I can't imagine having a four-year-old No. Right now. No. I'm, I can barely handle my dog. I, like, don't remember to... Like, iron my clothes before a nice event. Like, I push back sleeping in as late as I can. Totally. Like, brushing my own hair is like oh, yeah. a whole process I don't even want to deal with. I can't imagine I shouldn't even responsible mention for how often person. I shower. <laughs> that was my next thing. Like, I can't remember to shower. Like, what? I can't imagine to bathe a four year old. Yeah, no. And, like, when I come home, I want to, like, well, as we have mentioned, I gotta take off my pants, gotta yep. just, like, take off the bra, get comfy. Yep. I don't have to take care of anybody but myself. No, and I'm not ready for that. You know, like, Ricky, my dog, I'm already impressed easy. that you deal with he's that. He's easy, but, like, he doesn't, like, 
He doesn't have needs that kids have. Right. Ugh. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that how she's like, like, my parents were, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And she talks about, like, oh, the day she was born. She's like, I'm going to tell the story of the day I was born. I'm going to ask my mom about that. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. It was cute. Okay. I also liked, um, oh, my gosh, I just skimmed past it. Oh, yeah. The, um, part where she has Mike Schur. Is that how you say his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I think that's, I don't know how to say his name, um, honestly. Edit her section about him. That was really great. I thought that was really awesome. It was so sweet. I was definitely reading this on Bart and, like, having a good time going back and forth and, like, I know. cracking up. That was so fun. Yeah. I and it was, that. I don't know, like, again, about, like, my, I feel like, pros and cons. At the one hand, I'm like, this is so cool that, like, Seth Meyers has the section, and yeah. in this Parks and Rec one, um, he, what's his name? Mike. Mike Sure. Yeah. The creator. Yeah. Um, adds his, like, se- you know, his notes, and she has that section. Well, the one we just talked about when she was first born, it's like her mom yeah. has the whole section. The one hand, I'm like, this is super cute and super cool, and the other hand, I'm like, Girl, you gotta write your own book! Well, but I liked that before Seth Meyers' part, she was like, I didn't want to write anymore. I know! I know! Which, I don't know. For some reason, I thought that was super funny. Because I can also just, like, that's so relatable. It totally is funny. But again, okay, this is, like, a larger conversation. The privilege. I guess it's, yes and no. Like, she listed off, actually at the beginning, and I was like, maybe these are books to read. She listed off at the very beginning, like, when I was writing this, I was reading all these amazing books. Mm-hmm. Like, Rachel Dratch's, um, Girl Walks into a Bar, Sarah Silverman's The Bedwetter, Minnie Kaling's Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me, Lena Dunham's Not That Kind of Girl, Callum mm-hmm. Moran's How to Be a Woman, hey. Hi. Uh, Tina, Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. You know, uh, Nick Offerman's Paddle Your Canoe. So yeah. we have, like, a lot of good writers, like, funny people, good yeah. writers, etc., but, like, how do I explain this? It's, like, famous people doing things and mm-hmm. then continuing to be famous for their famousness? I don't know. Like, I just feel like there are only so many books that get published in a year. Right. It's, I know it's not a zero-sum game. I know that. And mm-hmm. I'm... But I'm also thinking of, like, what if you're, like, a young memoirist or an old memoirist and you have, like, an amazing story, like, a truly amazing story to tell. Right. And you're, like, Not the being place. published yeah. because Amy Poehler has a book with a bunch of people that she didn't... Yeah, and she's, like, I mean, I, man, I totally, I cannot imagine writing my own book. I think yeah. it would be really hard. Like, I totally respect her for being super real and being, like, this is really hard. This right. is, like, difficult... Sometimes I didn't have things to say. I'm going to be real about it. And I do appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know. What if somebody who is, like, not already famous has a really good story to tell and their story is not, you know, given that. So I totally understand that. Well, now that you said that, that makes a lot of sense. For me, while I was reading it, someone who graduated with a creative writing degree who's not been able to pick up a pen and write anything since I graduated (laughs) because my brain is, like, so tired from it, I appreciated reading a book written by a woman talking about how hard it is to write this book and like at times being like fuck it I don't want to write this book anymore like here someone else help me no that's true so like I appreciate now that you've mentioned that I can totally see that side of it and like but I also appreciate the realness like you're saying yeah also like when I first because I reread this Mm -hmm. so we could have this conversation but I had already finished it and read it like Maybe a couple months ago. Because mm-hmm. my friend had said, hey, have, do you like Amy Poehler? Do you want to read a book? I'm just passing it along. And yeah. so I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. 
And she is also a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, or she she is the, she got her MFA in creative writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I don't think it's good writing, but I really like her voice. Like that's what my friend told me <laughs> yeah. about Amy's book. And she was like, she told me that she was like, this isn't really good writing. But when I started reading something afterwards, I was like, I miss Amy's voice. Huh. And so I think that's also something that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, because obviously the conversation about like what makes good writing is. Right. Complicated. <laughs> but um at the same time it's like her voice is so clear right. and truly enjoyable to me at least. I totally agree. And like also I would start watching like Parks and Rec like I would take a break from reading, like watch a little bit of it and be like, Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so funny. I feel like I can totally see and hear the same woman. Yeah. Here. And like when she's talking about in that, like, give me the pudding yes, section, yes. and how you get so nervous wanting this thing that you don't want to admit that you want, so they right. would, like, come up with all these pranks to play. Yes. And I felt like that attitude um, and personality was very clear in this book. Yes. Like, totally. I'm just trying to, which is actually goes back to what we were just saying. I'm going to make a huge joke out of this. Yeah. And, like, get Seth Myers to write a section and get Mike sure to, like, edit yeah. this because, like, I'm so nervous about this. Yeah. I need help. Well, and also, I do have to admit, ugh, I, I can't, like, have, like, a solid viewpoint about anything, but if she was, like, all self-important and, like, this is amazing and, you know, fake about it, right. that would have been way more boring and frustrating. Right. Like, I appreciate the realness. Yeah. So, just flipping through this book, mm-hmm. I totally forgot that I was so stressed with work that I didn't sleep for, like, two days, <laughs> and right when I was going through that, I got to the chapter of Bad Sleeper. Oh! And I was like, oh, this is exactly so what I need right now. So I'm up apt. at 3 a.m. not sleeping, and I can read about how she doesn't sleep either. Well, it's very relatable, yeah. and I think she tries to make it really relatable. But then I was jealous that she'd have to sleep in, and I had to be at work at 8 a.m. Ugh, I know. So, at the same time, of being like, yeah, something to do while I'm awake, and something that's relatable, I'm like, ah, I hate you. Well, yeah, I remember the first time <laughs> I read this, I would... I stayed up really late finishing it. Like, mm-hmm. I think I had a good third of the book left Yeah. when I started reading it one evening, and I just, like, couldn't stop reading it. Yeah. So I finished it when, and I stayed up way later than I should have, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a night person. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm usually not either. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about the one main issue that we keep having with this book of it being super whitewashed? Sure. Yes. Yes. Which, well, you go first. Um, it was just something that I had to, and this is going to sound so awful, as I was reading it, I had to keep kind of pushing aside. Okay. So I was like, I want to keep reading this book. Right. I want to hear what's happening. I want to, like, read about her life and all these experiences, but, like, (laughs) it kept standing out to me. Okay. There's really not a lot of people of color in this book. Yeah. Very privileged perspective for the most part. Totally. Um, and I don't know, it just bothered me. I feel I mean, like she acknowledges it, though. Really? I feel like she, she points it out. I, I think she points it out at, like, moments where it's extremely apparent. I guess okay. I should redefine what I mean. Like, I don't think it is largely a topic of conversation. Right. But I think she's aware. And so I think that, like, when... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, in the Haiti section, mm-hmm. where she goes to Haiti, and she's, like, talking about 
God. What did she say exactly? Oh. She, like, she mentions a few times, like, trying to check her privilege. And right. being like, I recognize that, like, the fact that I am saying, like, going to Haiti and recognizing the chaos there, like, aligned right. with the chaos that I was going through in my divorce. She, like, says, I recognize that that is shitty. Right. And I'm like, thank you, God, for saying that. Because if you didn't say that, I'd be like, ugh, that whole chapter would, like, completely ruin me. And there are also definitely points, though, in that chapter where I'm like, no, why are you describing it this way? Okay, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I was very happy that she was like, I'm only relating to chaos here. I'm not relating to situations. Ugh, yeah. Nothing's the same. But, like, even everyone that she talks about for... From the people that I knew their names, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, most of them are white. That's true. Um, but honestly... And I guess, like, maybe you can't help who you've yeah. worked with and associated with yeah. or whatever, but, like, I would just, like, I was reading a book about a bunch of white people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely did in How to Build a Girl, too. That's true, but when it's, like, a more biographical sense, yeah. it bothers me more. And that's interesting. Reason. Because, like, a fictional writer could... They could very well add people of color. You're totally right. Or create, like, a more diverse in many different ways, like, cast of characters. You're totally right. I don't know. Yeah, no, though, I definitely did feel that. I feel like... Every time that I was starting to feel like, oh, no, she would, would, like, throw me a bone and be like, I recognize that this is, you know, I'm a white woman from America. I definitely... Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, there were times, too, where I was like, it was like, it would be like, build, 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 but she say something, and I'd be like, okay, I have to go back to that. Build, 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 she said something, oh, I have to go back to that. So, to be fair, if we had this conversation two days ago, Mm -hmm. I would have said the exact same thing. Oh, what happened? I don't know. Something just changed where I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't defend that kind of talking. Yeah. Like, two days ago, I was talking to someone about this book, and I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but I think that she calls herself out. Yes, yes, yes. But then all of a sudden today finishing it, maybe it's the Haiti chapter. Maybe yeah, I'm like, Yeah, that one is the one that's most damning to me. Although, also, the other quote that I mentioned where she's like, Chicago was great. I lived right. a gritty life. It was awesome. <laughs> right. Because I was, like, finding myself and living on very little money and borrowing money from my parents. And, oh, by the way, like, the backdrop to that is, like, real people trying to live. Dealing with real issues and, Yeah. Not just improv, which no, no shame on the improv game. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yeah, no, I guess, I don't know if I would like say that I'm defending it, Yeah. but obviously it's, oh. I'm kind of defending it. So, yeah. I, don't know. I totally forgot about the section in the beginning where she does that really awful oh, SNL Hurricane skit. Mary, oh. yes. I totally forgot about yeah, that. that's another one. Yes. That was actually a moment where I found her very redeeming. Because of the apology? Because of the apology and sending an apology without an expectation of a response. Yeah. Well, one thing that I really appreciated was that she, like, comments on her apology letter after the fact, and she's like, rereading it now, I noticed a few things. I got a little caught up in the facts. I was hoping to defend myself. Right. Um, Because I remember reading it and being like, oh, dude, like, this is not real. Totally, totally. But honestly, when I read the response from the girl, Anastasia, Mm -hmm. Samosa, I don't know how to say her name, I cried. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, she's, this woman is too gracious, like, amazing. I totally agree. And, like, I, oh, my gosh, yeah, I 
I totally forgot about the section. Mm-hmm. I loved that response. Yeah. Um, because she's just like, hey, like, thanks for your apology, but like, this is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was also just like super, she was like, what did the girl Anastasia was like, uh, the woman, I mean, what she say? I've seen several episodes of your web series, Smart Girls at the Party, and I truly believe that, truly believe that the show's goal in celebrating extraordinary individuals who are changing the world by being themselves represents who you are and what you believe in far more than the skin. Right. It's like, she's just... Well, I guess gracious is the only word I can think of. Just amazing. Well, and I actually, I take it back. She doesn't thank her for her apology. Oh. But she acknowledges it. Yeah. And appreciates So, like, yeah. um, to start, she says, thank you so much for your donation to my campaign. Mm-hmm. And then, at the end, she says, the sincerity of your apology and your generosity mean more to me than you ever know. Yeah, that's true. So, she doesn't... Which I think is great. You don't need to thank someone and accept it, but, like, right. to acknowledge it and respect right. that they did that. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know why we need to, like, talk about how great Anastasia is, clearly. She's, like, <laughs> yeah. amazing. But that letter! <laughs> yeah. Also, following it up, the apology letter from the brain and apology letter from the heart. Yeah. Ugh, so real. Yeah. Ugh. Also, now just talking about letters... Um, the letter that she gives to the caregivers and doctors. Oh, the birthing plan? Also, like, very privileged. Yeah. But I it was found funny. hilarious. No, it was definitely funny. But also, <laughs> at this, that was definitely one of the points where I was like, what the fuck is the structure of this book? This is, like, just some random filler. Like, it's very funny for sure. Yeah. That's, okay, so that's, like, again, back to the structure. It was, like, I vacillated between being, like, I really like these essays. There are threads that align them. You know, she refers back to other things. That is cool. But also at times I was, like, wow, this is so, like, you're fleeting. You're going back and forth between topics. And I'm, like, "Ah." For some reason it worked for me. I liked it. I don't know. The birthing plan one was really funny, but it was just, like, (laughs) where is this coming from? <laughs> I guess I saw them as like little extras. Yeah. So like, yeah. you could very much read this book without the section, the birthing plan, without yeah. the section from Seth Meyers. That's true. That's true. They're and you could true. still true. have a book. That's true. I agree with that. But, um. Also, Hillary Clinton's letter to that Archie. Hers. That reminded me of um, my Nana has a letter from. Ronald Reagan or something on her wall. Like, I've seen it once. And I I don't know, she must have written, like, some letter, like, congratulations, and it was, like, a form letter response. (laughs) That's amazing. I think she's pretty Republican, but, um, (laughs) yeah, from back in the day. And I remember seeing that, and I think I was, like, 17 or something, and being like, what? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. But, yeah. It's not as personal as the Hillary one, obviously. Right. With a little asterisk, also known as your mother's double. I know. Um, so, actually, thinking about Seth Meyers, I liked her chapter on time travel. Oh, yeah. So, in I think earlier on the book, she goes, I believe in time travel. We'll get to that later. Yes. And she does And I was, like, very confused about what that meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But then I loved that chapter, and it really inspired me to pay more attention to what's happening yeah. around me. I um, think she gives some really good advice in the book. Totally. Well, like, the fact that... So, this doesn't have to do with the advice, but, like, <laughs> the fact that her and Seth Meyers have been in three of the same places, <laughs> like, true. really, before... Or two of the same places before working together, mm. is kind of amazing. They have such a good friendship. I love them. I want friendship like that. I know. Oh. 
I know. I know. It's great because they, like, totally admire each other yeah. as friends and as, like... And as... As... Work... Yeah, workmates. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, they both really look up to each other on those multiple levels. Right. It's so cool. Right. Ugh, so cool. Also, so cool. this is kind of... Just reading this book, I was like, I want to be an improv troupe. I like, know. I want to, like, hang out oh. and do stupid pranks and just be like, ugh. Seriously. And now I totally need to go watch, um, oh my god, what is there? UCB. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Upright Citizens Brigade. Yes. But I need to go find some of that stuff. Is it on YouTube? Probably. Yeah. Oh, I just flipped through... And I found that pull quote. I have the Angelina Jolie of vaginas. Oh, yeah. So good! That's right. I totally forgot about that. I love how much she loves her vagina. I know. What did she say before that? She was like, I don't consider myself beautiful or famous, but my vagina certainly is. (laughs) Everybody knows this. And then follows that up with, but even with my glamorous vagina, I worried about delivery. And I'm like, I love you. So funny. That, yeah, that was a great start to the book. Good. I was like, Wow. This is so inspirational. <laughs> Even with my vagina. glamorous vagina, I was afraid of delivery. Do you want some more wine? I'll have a splash. Chardonnay. We're drinking boxed wine. It's a Chardonnay. That's Char- how you say it, right? Chardonnay. Is that enough or too much or too little? Um, well, if it's too much, I can't do yeah, anything. I'll just sip on it. Is it good? It's, yes. Too much? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. You can share it. Um, yes. We're drinking... Postulate 2014 Chardonnay, California. It also says the first. Is that like... Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't means. know. The first one the name? ever made. This is the first wine <laughs> ever made. Is um, it like the name of the wine? Anyways. Um, what is the guy who plays... Oh, her, her work husband? Yeah. Um, uh, it is... Oh, Adam Scott. Yes. So, um... Ben Wyatt. Oh, I know I love them so much. Ah! Also, my favorite moments on set: anytime Leslie and Ben kiss. Oh. But the part- how weird must that be to have like your acting I know. spouse? I know, and you'd kiss them. Yeah, that's so weird. Well, and she even says like he always had fresh breath for their kisses. So but kind. So I kind. love the part. I don't know exactly where it is where she. Um, she was like, if you ever want an example of good acting, look to Adam Scott as he had to just first join the show and have to flirt with a pregnant, tired Amy Poehler. <laughs> so true. Oh. oh, that was another thing. That's right. She says, but what I've learned from hip hop but was, or, and what I've learned from hip hop is a baby that isn't yours isn't sexy. Ooh. And I was like, ooh. I don't remember that I don't quote. know what you're trying to say. That must have been when I was, like, speed reading back through it. Yeah. And missed that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. If you have any doubt as to what a great actor Adam Scott is, go back and watch him join a show and immediately figure out how to flirt with a tired pregnant lady. Oh. It's not easy. If I've learned anything from hip-hop, it's that there's nothing sexy about a baby that ain't yours. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say on that one. <laughs> and that's all I had to say when I was reading it, too. I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a different way that that could have been Yeah, okay. <laughs> um. Dead love shot. So funny. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I would be, like, having a more serious conversation about, like, the icky parts, but I burnt my finger. I'm drinking wine. 
That's what happens in a drunk book club. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Ashley burnt her finger trying to make Brussels. Yeah, I did. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I was making I was making Brussels. <laughs> I was making the landmass that is Brussels. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, but I wanted to talk about other things. Okay. And those other things were back to advice. Okay. I really liked her advice in particular. Where did it go? Her sex advice, that was good. Mm-hmm. That was really good, actually. Except for some parts were a little bit like, meh, but most of it was good. Like, what part was meh? Oh, number nine, don't make fun of men. Don't be mean to them or hurt their feelings. Try not to crush their dreams or their balls. I know that fun's supposed to be funny, but I was like, Ugh. I, okay, I thought about that one for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also agree that it's like a little like, wait, uh, but I decided to read it as, like, a, a don't be mean to people. No, totally. And she also follows it up for the one with the gentleman, number six, be nice, tell your woman she's hot, never shame her, and never hurt her. Right, exactly. I agree. It's the same. But there was a moment, too, where when I first was like, mm. I know. I mean, not that you should be mean to people, but. I'm just going to say number 11 for the gentleman, true. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> so, listeners, you can just go to page 156. Read number 11. Yeah, I'm not going to say that because I think my parents listen to this. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I also appreciate number three for women because it started with keep your virginity as long as you can. Uh-huh. And I was like... And you'd be like, yes! True! <laughs> <No>. Abstinence <laughs> is key! <laughs> but exactly. You'd be like, I'm the queen of abstinence! <laughs> yeah, so... Just be abstinent. Um, <laughs> no, but I liked that she finished it with until it starts to feel weird to you. Yeah. So, like, her point is really, like, don't just sleep with someone yeah. because they want you to. But like, or don't just do it to do it. Right, but do it until you feel like it's right. True. Um, True. Then get it over with. Try not to have your first time be in a car. That's all good, good advice. advice. Good advice. She said, note that all this advice is meant for... Wait. This advice works for both straight and gay couples, but you'll have to do your own work for switching the pronouns. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Yeah, I should have listened to that one more. All sex, in this instance, and in every instance, should be between consenting adults. Thank you in advance. So it's not just don't make fun of men, it's don't make fun of anybody. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, Ashley. Golden rule, I get it. <laughs> but she also mentions crushing their dreams and their balls. <laughs> well, women have I... balls. That's true, that's true. But I meant, like, sometimes I want to crush people's balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine, too. Um, oh, my gosh. The song that she writes on her grandpa's piano. Oh, I know. Have are a you nice sing day. sing it to us? Sing it. Hope you have a nice day. <laughs> I hope you aren't sad. It makes me feel bad Ugh. to know that you are not dad. So please have a nice day today. Very good. I think it says to know that you're not dad. Dead. Dog? D-A-D. To know you're not dad, maybe it's dead. Dead? But bad. Oh, yeah. To know you're not dad, I don't know what that means. Maybe she was, like, sort of being mean. Or maybe she's like, where's my dad? Perhaps. Another pieces of advice, or another piece, other pieces of advice (laughs) that I liked were on page 103. And my note that I wrote (laughs) was, yes, OMG, can I put this on the wall of my brain? So I was feeling Oh, it. yes. Feeling <laughs> Feel the sun. But in particular, what did I like? I liked, you look great and you are beautiful. Stop mm-hmm. complaining, stop complaining, stop complaining, stop <laughs> complaining. Um, I don't complain about getting old, but that's a good one for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
ignore what other people think. Most people aren't even paying attention to you. That one, I have only begun to just realize. It's something that I always say to myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it doesn't mean that it comes through. It's, man, people do not even pay attention, though. It's so true. It's like, wow. If you think of the amount of times that you've been walked into. True. Like, no one pays attention. I know. Or the amount of times where, like, I was embarrassed about something ridiculous, and then I mentioned it to somebody, and they were like, what are you talking about? Totally. I have no idea. Um, isn't dancing fun? Yes. Oh, well, I need to just, like, dance it out more. She mentions spontaneous dance parties. Why am I not doing that in my she life? She talks about spontaneous dance parties a lot. I feel it. I feel it. Make no a complete sentence. Great one. That's my favorite one. Super great. Kiss every baby and pet every dog. Yes. I really live by that. I do, too. Um, walk slowly and lie down and retire. Blah, 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 blah. walk Anyways. slowly. Calling the cops. I'm not there yet, but I know I'll be there sometime soon. Yeah. Another slightly privileged point. Totally, totally. I know. I don't mean it in, like, a literal way. Because, obviously, it's kind of like... I got that. But. I just thought about... I wish I underlined it when she talks about her, like, walks that she likes to take. (gasps) With friends. Yeah. What is... What do they call it? Um, she... I just... I literally just found it, I think. Walking the Beat, page 124. I love it. This is my note. Yes. I want more of this. That's what I said. Yes. I mean, my friend Caitlin and I have been walking the lake in Oakland a lot. And we just, like, talk and gossip and sometimes we talk smack. Good. But, like, you know. Sometimes you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And so I'm like, I'm gonna start calling it it Walking the Beat. beat. See, that's good. Okay, so my friend Julie and I would go running and we would talk. there one day. Well, (laughs) no, but the problem is that, like, we would be able to talk for a while, and then I'd just be like, Ugh. Yeah. Or, like, we'd be going up a hill, and I'd be like, conversation must stop right now, <laughs> I'm running, and I can't breathe. But, like, I really, I, so I see, when I'm driving to work, I see this old couple, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's probably, like, 7.30, and mm-hmm. so they're out around 7.30 in the morning, they're mm-hmm. old, they are dressed like they are ready to go see the snow, I think probably because they're older and maybe, like, just like colder. Cold. Yeah. But they're, like, bundled, even on, like, pretty warm days. Nice. Bundled. And they walk, and they look like they've been out for hours already, and they're just, like, happily, like, walking and, you know, yeah. stopping at the crosswalk. And I'm just like, wow, I need to start yeah. my day with, like, a walk. Yeah. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a night person or a morning person, but... Well, we used to do it right when we get off work. That's good. We bring our shoes. That's a good idea. And then we just... Get out to the lake at yeah. like five. Yeah. And we walk the lake and usually it ends with a greyhound. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's right. Because then you need a nice drink afterwards. Yeah, I need to do more walking and talking. And you know, it's like I try to make an effort to like be like, I'm going to host an event or like I'm going to invite yeah. the ladies out to, you know, get drinks. But like I should also have it not be like food and drink oriented and just be like, totally. want to go for a walk with me? And that's, it's. I feel like once you turn 21, your whole life becomes about going out, whether mm-hmm. for drinks or dinner or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or just being a full-on grown-up. And then you... Wow, 21 <laughs> is full-on grown-up? I don't know. Thinking <laughs> you're a full-on grown-up. Um, and then you go back to like, wait, I used to do things before that. What did I do? I oh, know. I would go for walks, or yes. I would ride bikes, or I would just go sit at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and read. Like, yes. All these things are so amazing. Yes. I need to do them again. I remember being in high school, and we spent a lot of time in coffee shops. Yes. They're and so I would great. walk all the time. Yeah. I was, like, walking around town all the time. Always. Even for no purpose. Yeah, you just walk yeah. to see what's out there. 
to just go to the beach, go downtown, just walk on the grass, go to 7-Eleven, whatever right. it is. Like, yeah, you'd, like, call your friend up or, like, yeah. meet up with your friends and you would go walking somewhere. Not to be, like, the end goal is getting to that place. Right. It was just, like, we're walking and then you'd get there and you'd be like, okay, now we're going to walk back, you know? Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, I miss that. So amazing. Mm. Well... 2016 goals. Okay, walking more. Walking Being more. a better walker. We're already in the fifth month, so oh my God. we have seven months to walk. <gasps> oh my God, it's already... Stop, I, I can't even think about you that. It. The Chardonnay is making me Chardonnay. feel so, <laughs> so unhappy. But at the same time, I'm very happy because very happy. I'm about to be on summer break, so... Oh, whatever. <laughs> and then Palm Springs. In August, dude. That's the end that's of my summer. All that's that why. I look forward no, but that's to. the end of my summer. So like, I, I can't talk about it yet. It's like the first vacation I'm gonna get. I'm, so I'm gonna excited. be back at work then. Stop. <laughs> well, I'm gonna gloat then. Mm. So it's fair. why don't you just take a week off and come stay with us? I guess I could do that. I'm never taking a week off. Oh, sounds scary. Take half know. a week off. Take half a week off. Take three days. I can do three days. Ricky I will think. lick your feet so hard. Yes, that's what I look forward to. Ricky will be like, Olivia, where's your toes? <laughs> okay, wait, one more thing about advice. Okay. The parents just do understand. Mm-hmm. I oh, love the so notes sweet. from her mom and I dad. Know. Wait, the dad made me laugh. <laughs> the dad was funny. He's a funny dude. Yeah. I just want to chill with her parents. Like, not that I wouldn't chill with Amy Poehler. Obviously right. I would. But if it was like, Amy Poehler was like, hey, Ashley, I can only hang with you for like an hour and it's the same hour that I'm hanging with my parents. Do you mind hanging with my parents? I'd be like, no. Of course. I want to hang with their parents. I love eat whatever you want. Keep trying. Mm. Wait, what page are you on? Oh, it's uh, 206. It's the last page of Dad's comments. Oh, good, 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 good. Um... Girls can do anything boys can do. Love it. Oh, my favorite is the quote. Yes. Your mother is smarter than me and I am fine with it. I love it. Amazing. You don't want to be the creepy dad. So so true. true. So true. I think that these are all things that, like, I really needed to hear right now. Oh, yeah. And the, like, keep the TV loud and all the lights on in the house. Like, sometimes that's just what I want to do. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay to cry. It's okay to argue. Oh, tell everyone you meet what your daughter does until your daughter asks you to stop. That reminds me of my dad. Oh, Don't listen to experts. Everything in moderation. Don't yeah. hit your kids except that one time. Except that one time. Well, she mentioned that one time earlier, yeah. and he just, like, felt so bad yeah, and totally. apologized to her all night. I liked the mom ones, too. Which ones in particular? Um, well, the funny, funny one was, your boobs won't be as big as mine. <laughs> yeah. You'll be happy about that as you get older. <laughs> Yeah, this makes me want to, like, write down a list of all the, you know, all the things that I feel like I learned from my parents. Yeah. You don't want to be the sexy mom. True. There are ones that I thought were funny, like, dye your hair constantly. Uh, Yeah, that's cute. Also, always have a messy purse. Oh, yes. Oh, wait, there was another one about guilt. Guilt works. Yeah. I was like, oh, mom. Ask your kids how they're doing, but sometimes ignore them when they say not great. Yes. Which is great, because, like, you can't indulge everybody all the time. Totally. And there are totally times that I've probably said that to my mom, just scared to be like, oh, what's wrong? Yeah. No, I've definitely realized sometimes with people, it's like, you have to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's like, they want to wallow, and sometimes it's not good to wallow. Yeah. Sometimes it's really good to wallow, but sometimes it's not. Also, 
Um, memorize poems. That's mm. a good one. Oh, my favorite one. Mm. Be nice to teachers. Teachers don't like kids <laughs> who don't like teachers. It's true. I, I tell my kids all, all the time, I'm like, okay, you're having trouble with your other teacher. Well, sometimes that happens. Like, yeah. you have to sort of swallow your pride and go, you know... Yeah. Just pretend like you like them. Right. You're not, you don't have to like them for real, <laughs> but just, you gotta try and pretend. The, I was like, I do that with you. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. The other one that was good, because I find that there are times where I'm working so late, which this is totally relatable to everybody, mm-hmm. and I feel guilty for, like, getting something on the way home. Yeah. So the, like, a home-cooked meal isn't so important. Yes. I... Don't agree with TV in your bedroom, though, so I can't I can't go with that one. I cannot do TV in my bedroom. I can't! I've been better about not watching TV in my room. I don't have a TV in my bedroom, but right. I did used to watch Parks and Rec on my computer. Okay, yes. In the bedroom. Well, I am not supposed to eat food in bed, because apparently I'm a crumb lever. Oh, I'm a crumb lever, too. So, what's the point of having a TV in bed if I can't eat snacks? Just to fall asleep. Nope. Oh, that reminds I remember, I was thinking about this recently. I remember when I was in high school, I used to listen to music every single me night to too. get to sleep. Now, I can't. I don't know if I could, and I haven't tried it in a while, but I used to make playlists. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had my sleeping playlist. Oh my god. I listened to, like, Ryan Adams' Cold Roses every <laughs> single night. I mean, I mostly listened to Bright Eyes. I'm sure you did. But, also, my boyfriend of the time used to make me sleeping playlists mm. sleeping cds what was on actually it? through to college too like send them your way well like my first boyfriend in college oh so oh. i guess i also listened to music in college in college i did i remember nico case's album came out in college there's nico case on there um what was the album it's the one with like this tornado loves you I didn't actually know Nico Case that well. Anyways, that album came out when we were in college, and I listened to that one all the time. Mm. And there's this one track on it that's like, it ends with crickets. It's like perfect to fall asleep to. It's just like fucking like 10 minutes of crickets. Definitely sleeping material. I think there's some Dolly Parton. Because like, you always gotta love some Dolly Parton. But to fall asleep? That makes me want to like sing along. Well, you gotta have like a good influx of like some interest because sometimes okay. you're like not tired yet yeah yeah that's so true. Like, okay like here's one thing that i'm into i would listen to um i'm i was thinking about this album recently because their newest album just came out the radioheads in rainbows oh, when that came yeah. out oh my gosh first of all great like sleeping music but also great driving music good driving music, especially because i was just like such an unhappy little grumpy baby at wasn't that, point. that while we were at mills no it was like 2007 huh. or maybe Easy. 08 very much San Francisco to me in rainbows. Interesting. Well, now I feel like I need to check. Oh, 2007. Yes! Do you want to guess what month? I do. I do. I do. Um, July. No. November? Closer. October. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, when I was listening to it. October <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I knew it was either, like, at the end of summer or the end of this, the fall. Yeah. Okay. All right, last notes. Last notes. Last notes. Last notes. At the end of all of this, I love Amy Poehler. Oh, yes. Yes. And At the end of all of this, it's like, oh, my last comment is like, how crazy would it be to be friends with all of these people? That, oh. They're just so funny and I fantastic. Know. I know. I I am jealous of her life. At times. Yeah, I would say at times. We didn't actually talk about any of the divorcey divorcey stuff. Oh, yeah, but she also doesn't like talking about it. Well, there was one thing that she mentioned when she was like, 
Ugh, I don't want to share <laughs> this information. This is like my life and it is painful sometimes. And I guess, I guess like my standout thing was I was just like, Ugh, why are we so addicted to knowing about like people's lives? Right. Like, why are we so addicted to knowing all of the details? And I will hold myself completely accountable because like, I remember the first time I read through this, I was like, ah, oh, when did they break up? I'm going to go look it up online. Right, which totally. is like, ugh, oh, come on. Totally. What's wrong with me? I can't find where she I actually said it. I find it, but like, I feel like, didn't she even say something about like, we're so obsessed with... Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it's like, it's so true. And at the same time that I'm like, this is the worst, and why do we do this? I'm also like insatiably hungry for the details of like strangers' personal romances. It's right. so... Just screwy. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. I know, and it's like, and I honestly also had the thought. I was like, I wish there was more about her divorce. Like, how crappy is that? <laughs> I'm like, no. I want you to like relive a painful part of your life <laughs> and write about it so I can get the gossipy details. I totally agree. I kept thinking that too, but then I kept going back to like, how cool is it that she's like, no, I know that is very. I'm cool. not telling you guys about it, especially because I feel like we're very used to tell all these sort of right. media. And she tells a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she was like, no, I'm definitely not going to talk about these things. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, I me too. It. But I'm also, why do I, why am I this way? I hate it. So much self-loathing over it. Blame E! Network. I don't watch E! Dude, it's like mm, online. Bravo. I watch, I read like stupid articles. I don't watch enough, because we have really, really, really bad cable. Oh. Like our cable is the cheapest cable you can get like basically we just get the jeopardy channel <laughs> the jeopardy channel. <laughs> and um pbs ryan said that louis ck won jeopardy wait what Family of celebrity jeopardy uh, what I mean, she watches louis ck she said i think she googled it damn it i'm really sad i love louis ck me like too. Amy. also love how much amy loves louis ck well when he was on parks and rack oh made me so happy i know i was and very I sad that, like, like, that romance never went anywhere i know but she like name drops him throughout the whole she does book, which is amazing i would totally too here's the thing about louis ck if we're gonna talk about like icky privilege shit yeah and like people saying things yeah he has definitely said some things over the course of his career, but what I have always respected about him is that he goes back and says, I don't say that joke anymore. Right. Like, he corrects himself right. and, like, moves on, as opposed to, like, I don't know, Dane Cook style, where, like, Ugh. if you don't think it's funny, then you're stupid, or, like, fucking yeah. Dan Tosh, like, Ugh. dumb people. Can we, for one second, just talk about how much I hate Daniel Tosh. So much. Why does he have a show? Why do people like it? I know. I don't get it. I don't get Amy it. Amy Poehler should have a show. She does have a show. Her own show. Like, it's just about her. Oh, it's just like Amy Poehler being, Yeah. That's what his book is. Okay. So it's settled. <laughs> oh, God. If Daniel Tosh gets a book. We'll burn it. We'll burn it. All of the coffee. <laughs> On that note, what is the next book we're going to read, Olivia? The Notorious RBG. So get ready for some more Lady Power. Yeah. Woo. Let's get reading!